Gophers women's basketball. We've got the Big Ten tournament starting up here in Minneapolis this week, and I got all the need-to-know information on how the Gophers are set up for this year and for the future, for this tournament, I should say, and for the future. We're talking about it today on Locked On Golden Gophers. Hey, you are no Locked happens, On Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota uh, Golden turns out, Gophers. Whatever turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant, here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. Be sure to hit subscribe over on YouTube and follow wherever you get the podcast at Locked On Golden Gophers. Today, we're talking some women's hoop with women's hoops with the Big Ten tournament on the cusp. Tomorrow, it will kick off the tournament play, and the Gophers do play tomorrow in Minneapolis. So give them that home team advantage. And we're going to talk about how the matchup with Penn State, maybe a couple little tidbits there, talk about how the youth has done on this team. And then we're going to talk about what the future looks like and what is the most important thing for this women's basketball program moving forward. All that on today's episode. We'll keep it a little quicker moving, a little bit faster paced, maybe a shorter episode, but I want to be sure to touch on the women's hoops because it's, it's trending in the right direction. So first, let's kick it off talking about the opponent in this matchup for tomorrow. Now, Minnesota takes on Penn State. And I mentioned on the show yesterday that Minnesota has beat Penn State two times this year. It's the only win that the Gophers have on the road was against Penn State, Nittany Lions. And they beat them at home as well. And now you have a third opportunity to play them. Hopefully they can capitalize on it. Now, it's not like they were beating the brakes off of Penn State. In the first matchup, they won in a double overtime victory in 98 to 96. So it was down to the wire the entire game. In the next matchup between the two schools, Minnesota won 75 to 67. So still a single digit deficit there. And it, they've been down to the wire. They've been closer games. In fact, Minnesota outscored Penn State in the fourth quarter of that second game, 27 to 19. So it really came together in the fourth quarter for the Golden Gophers and order for them to really bring it home and wrap up the victory. Now, one thing that has been consistent across those two games was winning on the boards. Now, in the first game, they only won the boards, the battle of the boards by a difference of one. But again, they still won. And then in that second game, the Gophers really blew the brakes off of it. They had 40 total rebounds as opposed to Penn State's 31 rebounds. So a nine rebound differential. And it was big time on the defensive side where the Gophers had 28 compared to Penn State's 19. Both teams had 12 offensive rebounds. So really the Gophers winning on the boards have been a big thing for this Penn State team. And this Gophers team has shown to have multiple players that can get it done on the boards. So it's really being efficient in your field goals and cleaning up on the boards. In the first matchup, the Gophers shot 47% from the floor, 38% from deep. Whereas in that second matchup, they shot 50% from the floor. You love to see that, but the three-point percentage was a measly 16.7%. So they didn't heavily rely on the three-point game with only six attempts in threes in that second game. 
In the first game, they had 21 attempts from three. So completely different shooting approaches in these two matchups. But the biggest thing was keeping a high efficiency in the inside inside the arc, in the paint, and overall shooting 47% and 50% from inside the arc. Having that efficiency is big time for coming out with a victory against the Penn State Nittany Lions. So the Gophers are definitely going to have to shoot efficiently. They're going to have to clean up on the boards, and they're going to have to keep the turnovers down. Now, they did lose the turnover battle in that second matchup. They had 27 turnovers to Penn State's 22, but it didn't put them out of the contest. Now, if you can cut down on the turnovers, that'll be big time. 27 turnovers is far too many, but it looks like the Gophers are learning. They're growing over this late stretch as well. So this should be a smarter Gophers team than Penn State has taken on in either occasion. The last Penn State matchup was back on January 18th, and the first Penn State matchup was on December 3rd. So it's been quite a while since these two teams have played each other. And so the Gophers are looking to capitalize and get to that second round after beating a Penn State team. Now, I don't anticipate that the Gophers are going to win the Big Ten tournament, but with how stacked the Big Ten is, that shouldn't catch you by surprise. The Big Ten is a quality conference when it comes to women's basketball especially, and so there are a number of ranked teams within this conference, and it would be crazy. It'd be some Minneapolis magic if the Gophers could really strap up, put on the backpack, put on the hard hats, and get to work and win this Big Ten tournament. It's not something that I am anticipating, but I would not be shocked if the Gophers could win a round, two, maybe get to that third round of the tournament and really put some folks on notice. And I think it would be huge for the momentum of this program. But speaking of this program, how did it all shake out this year? How did the girls play? And what stood out most to me across this youthful team? That's what we're going to talk about coming up next. First, I got to do a quick mention from our friends over at Built Bar, that protein-packed bar covered in 100% real chocolate. I actually just recently finished mine right before I got on this show. It, I was coming from work, knew I had to get it done, but I needed something to tide me over, and I grabbed a Built Bar. I had the coconut flavor today, and you know what? It hit. It put me in the right mood. I'm ready to do this. I'm not hangry, and I'm ready to get after it. So if you want to check out the flavors and more, go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKDOWN15 for 15% off your order, or head to Walmart or Sam's Club where you can now find Built Bar varieties there as well. You won't regret it. It'll it'll fix your hanger like it fixed mine. Check it out at Built.com. I do not believe you will regret it. All right, Gopher Sense, thank you so much for listening to Locked On Golden Gophers and making us your first daily listen when it comes to Gophers Daily Sports. Now, hopefully, you'll bear with me here because I am hoping to make this one of the biggest channels when it comes to Gophers information over on YouTube. So I need your help with that. Please hit subscribe if you haven't already. And if you have, let me know what you're liking down on the channel. Let me know what you want to see more of, hear more of, have more of on this channel so that way I can accommodate to you, the loyal listeners, and the great fan base that is Gopher Nation. So please hit subscribe and let me know your thoughts. But let's get back to this women's basketball. Let's talk about how the young players did in the Big Ten this year. Man, this team, yes, it might not show in the record at the 11 and 18 that they are, 12th in the Big Ten. It might not wow you. It might not blow you away, but you should feel 
happy. You should feel confident. You should have some pride in what is starting to build with this women's basketball team. Now, I want to state this, but when it comes to women's basketball, a lot of the heavy production, a lot of the scoring load, a lot of the top quality teams in the Big Ten, in college basketball as a whole, it comes with a lot of senior and upperclassmen production, whether that be juniors, whether that be seniors, a lot of the upperclassmen take on a ton of the scoring load, take on a lot of the assist, take on a good portion of the rebounding. So when you have a super youthful team where the core of the group is built on freshmen and sophomores, it's usually going to be a pretty rough year for you. But the Gophers, it wasn't a crazy rough year. Now, 11 and 18, you might be like, yeah, uh, what are you talking about? They didn't win enough games. 11 games is not a good year. Look, it's beyond the numbers. It's looking at what these freshmen and sophomores did as their first college basketball experience, as their second college basketball experience, having really stepped into bigger roles because those seniors, those juniors, the ones that we were expecting to count on in this season left. They took on bigger leadership roles. They took on bigger roles on the court. They took on an entire new pace of speed when it comes to the game and stepped right in and said, here, we're doing this thing. Let's do it. Let's learn it on the fly. Let's go. They started out five and four, but in those four losses in their first nine games, all of them were lost by six points or less. They could have easily started nine and oh this season, but they were learning. They were growing. They were still coming together and building that chemistry. Now, you tell me that these girls play together for three years straight and they wouldn't have won those games that they lost all by six or less? Yeah, okay. Who are you telling? I do not believe that for one second, but this team was growing and they were learning and they were building that chemistry. Now you have a core of players. In fact, you have 82% of the minutes played this year returning to your program next year as long as no one hits the transfer portal and leaves 82% of your minutes on the floor is coming back to you. The top six players in minutes were all sophomores or younger, and they all had 18 to 30 minutes played those top six players. That is a whole lot of production coming back on top of 86% of the scoring from this team is returning back for next season. That is massive, massive. And what, three of them will be juniors? No, two of them, because technically Katie Buckets is still a freshman. I believe she's a redshirt freshman. So you're talking about Alana Michaud, Rose Michaud, and Zanano, Maggie Zanano. Both of those two will be juniors. They will be the, the upperclassmen of this team. Now you've got Aminata coming back as well. I believe she'll be a redshirt junior. So Three upperclassmen in next year's class, barring any transfers coming in. Then you've got a bunch of freshmen that are going to be sophomores. You got Sophie Hart, who transferred in from North Carolina State. We'll get back to her. But what I'm saying is there is so much to be hopeful for and proud of in the production the Gophers put on the court this year with how young they are. But the key, the caveat to all of this is that they have to keep these players here. They cannot be ravaged by the transfer portal again. Otherwise, we could be looking at a different story. And that would bring up a lot of questions. But if Coach Whalen 
can keep these girls here. I truly believe this team is going to be a force next year. They'll be in the hunt. They'll be upset wins over people. They will be a team people don't necessarily want to play. And then come 24, 25, if we can hold these girls together on the roster playing for something bigger than just themselves, this will be a contending team in the Big Ten. You heard it here first. I'm saying it right now. But let's look at how those young players did in general. Now, in the top 20 scores in the entire Big Ten Conference, 10 of those top 20 scorers were seniors. Four of them were juniors. So 14 of the top 20 scorers in the entire conference in the regular season were upperclassmen. That leaves six players in that top 20 to be underclassmen. Two of them were top 10 in scoring. One came in at number six and the other came in at number 10. One was a sophomore, one was a freshman. But regardless, you're talking about three sophomores and three freshmen made it into the top 20 in scoring in the entire conference. And two of those underclassmen in scoring, two of those rare six are on the Gophers. Minnesota was the only school. Oh, we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. Anyways, what I wanted to say with this scoring is that you had three players that finished in double-digit scoring. Two of them finished in the top 20. Mara Braun came in as the second-highest scoring freshman in the entire conference, coming in at number 12, putting up 15.3 points per game. Then you had Rose Michaud also coming in in the top 20, coming in at number 20 with 14 points per game. Mallory Heyer, also a freshman, came in with double-digit scoring at 10.7. And then you had two freshmen again, true freshmen, redshirt freshmen, and Katie Buckets and Amaya Battle, who both were right under that 10 spot at 8.7 and 8.8 points per game. That alone should get you excited. But an even bigger production value that is coming back is the rebounding. And this is where I was getting to is Minnesota was the only school with two players, not one, but two that were in the top 10 in the entire conference in rebounding. And both of them are underclassmen. You see where I'm going with this? It is a very exciting time to see this program building with such talented players. Mallory Heyer finished at the eighth spot in the conference with 7.1 rebounds per game. Alana show came in at the fourth spot in the entire conference at 7.9 rebounds per game. Alana had a ton of double-doubles this season, was putting it on her back. Mallory also had a handful of double-doubles. So those two have been showing out, but it wasn't just those two in the top 20 for the Gophers. Amaya Battle, a guard, came in as the 16th in the conference in rebounds per game at six rebounds per game. You've got three top 20 rebounders in the conference on your team, and all of them are underclassmen. So if you're not keeping up, we've got two scorers that were top 20. We've got three rebounders that were top 20, and they were all underclassmen. And Mallory Heyer also in double-digit scoring. So what is another category that would be important for the Gophers or for basketball in general when it comes to the typical statistics for basketball? Well, that would be assists. And you've got Amaya Battle, who was seventh in the Big Ten in assists per game at 4.3. Now, there's only one other underclassman in the top 10 in assists per game, and that was Soph, or that was sophomore, sorry, Soph 
tripping over here. That was sophomore D.D. Hageman, who was number five in the conference at Michigan State. And then you had Amaya Battle coming in at number seven. Now, Amaya Battle was the only freshman in the top 10 when it came to assists per game. In fact, there were only five total underclassmen in the entire top 20 when it came to assists. And you had a sophomore in Cheyenne Sellers at number 15. You had a freshman in Yarden Garzon at IU at number 18. And then you had Katie Buckets, Katie Borowicz at number 19, tied for 19th at three rebounds per game. So you're talking about two gophers in the top 20 in scoring, three gophers in the top 20 in rebounding, and two gophers in the top 20 in assists, every last one of them underclassmen. It is an exciting time to be a Gophers fan, and there is a lot of production returning. The number one point this women's team needs is to bring these players back, keep them home, keep them here, keep them building. Now, I want to close this show off talking about the future of the women's basketball team and some things to keep in mind as we move forward, and that's what we're going to talk about coming up next. All right, we're wrapping it up here, talking about the number one priority moving forward. Now, the first priority that we have is winning some games in this tournament for momentum. Go into the offseason with a chip on your shoulder. Go into the offseason with some pride. Go into the offseason with a good feeling and a drive to push harder to get to the next level. You want to win against Penn State and hopefully take a second round win as well to really boost the momentum into the offseason. But... The number one thing, like I said, the most important core thing for this women's program, for Coach Shimmy, Coach Waylon, all the coaches, Coach Curry, all of them, you got to keep this core home. Those core six players have to return. Then on top of that, you're getting two injured players back in Aminata and Nehemiah. Both of them could be impact players. Then you have the transfer big in Sophie Hart from North Carolina State. You get her comfortable. You get her ready to contribute. You get her into this core, into this team, into the into the system. She could be a difference maker inside. She is six foot five. You want to talk about we already have two, no, three top rebounding players in the entire conference, and you're adding a six foot five center to the team as well. Look, this Gophers team could clean up on the boards if they keep putting in the work and keep everybody home. That should be ecstatic to Gophers fans. Now, you're talking about all that. You're talking about all these returners. You're talking about all of this production coming back. And then you have five freshmen coming into the class next year, four scholarships, one preferred walk-on, and you can ease them in at their own pace. If you have a player who's ready to step in, maybe a Kennedy Click, maybe a Dominica Perova, if one of those two is ready to get minutes rotationally right away, then you can let them play at the speed, learn, and get in there right away. But if none of them are ready, if all of them need time to develop and get up to speed and get control of their skill set and continue to build on it with the coaching, if you put all of that in there, it's okay. You don't have to rush them on the court because you have a Four, six, plus two injured players, plus a transfer player all coming in. That's nine players that can take on the majority of minutes if needed to allow your four scholarship freshmen and your walk-on to join the other two walk-ons you have on the team 
to put it all together at their own speed. No rushing. This process that I'm describing right now allows the foundation built to continue to grow and become even more competitive. Lay the roots for longevity. You're talking about that base foundation of the key players, of the key production, all still being able to come back not only next year, but the year after, and potentially a lot of it still coming back the year after that. That is a foundation. That is a team that can build something lasting and have lasting impact because then more talent wants to come here and continue to build what is being grown. So then you take these four freshmen that are coming in and you let them grow at their own speed, but then they step into bigger roles. And then the next class wants to be a part of that something special. And the next class, you see how it starts to become something that can be a trajectory growing as opposed to one special class. So this is an exciting time for the Gophers. I think overall, I'm excited and you should be too. So let's show up to this women's basketball tournament tomorrow. Show up, be loud, be proud, be present. And hopefully the women can take on a W over Penn State once again for the third time this season, move on to the second round. That's going to do it for us today on Locked On Golden Gophers. I hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to hit subscribe. I appreciate you listening. This is Kane Rob signing off. Row the boat. Sky Yuma. Go Gophers.